Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Gut Wrench Podcast. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fireworks Go Off. Pyro in the background. Uh, Something catches on fire. American flags burning everywhere. Okay, that sounded very anti-communist. Or that sounded very communist, rather. Not anti-communist. That sounded really un-American. Anti-American. I didn't mean it like that. You know, fireworks making the the flags burning in the background. What? Who said that? Okay, so in today's episode, we're not going to be discussing some... 30-year-old pay-per-view Hulk Hogan wrestled in. We're not going to be talking about professional wrestling. As a matter of fact, today's episode is rather... Well, I could tie wrestling into it in one way or another because, I mean, that's primarily what my channel is. If you look at the episode, not the episode description, holy crap, I rehearsed this. But still, I'm making mistakes. Okay, so if you look at the, um, um, podcast description on the website that I upload on called buzzsprout.com, if you look at the episode, not the episode, the podcast description itself for a gut wrench podcast, it literally says that it is a combination of of both spiritual wellness and wrestling to achieve goals and succeed in life. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. Today will be episode number uno one of the spiritual side of professional wrestling. Or maybe not of professional wrestling, rather, but you know. Mental health is important, and I do have a few things to talk about other than mental health, you know, the wrestling-wise. So, Steve Austin talked about, in a quote, he said that he's getting conditioned to get back into the ring, and... They're making this wishy-washy, um, before we can get into the whole, you know, spiritual wellness and what have you, and let me tell you how to, I guess, help yourself if you're feeling a certain way. And I'm going to give you an example using two stories. But, Steve Austin, back to what I was saying. Because Vince McMahon cries in a corner, and he's so upset with the fact that he can't pull the ratings that he used to be able to pull, um, because he doesn't trust anybody else except for those 90s stars that brought people like myself, and probably people like yourself, um, into professional wrestling at in the first place. There's a few problems with that. Eventually these 90s stars. Are going to grow old. You can't always depend on them. You can't always have them in your back pocket. You know. Steve Austin has already had. Three neck surgeries. Or two neck surgeries. Um, Steve Austin has always had. Or already had a few leg surgeries. On top of that. His spine. Is what's really really getting to him the man might be in his 50s he might be in his 60s I don't know I never looked up his age before this maybe I should have but it seems to me like he would be you know I I just don't know how to pinpoint it he he looks like he could probably still go like he's in his 20s he looks like it But I don't know. I can't step into the man's body and then say, hey, you know, I feel my arthritis acting up again. 
Steve, you need to do something about that arthritis. You know, I can't do that. All that I know is that he runs a two CMT shows. He he runs a podcast. He's a very, very busy man. Um, You know, like CMT probably pulls ratings off of Redneck Island and that other show that he does. Um, um, I don't know the name of it. It's like the Redneck Challenge or something like that. And he's got movies coming out all the time. He wrote a book. As a matter of fact, that's what... Okay, so today's going to seem like a marketing ploy. Honestly, it is. Because... I'm writing a book. So there you go. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of an insight on what that book is. And it's not exactly about spirituality, even though it might contain some spiritual um, messages or concepts in it that I learned from a certain someone who moved away to, I want to say Richmond, or moved away to um, Norfolk, rather, probably. Um... So it's kind of difficult to really to put that into perspective, but it's your spiritual wellness and your emotional wellness as well as your mental health wellness, your physical energy as well as like it's all tied in together. And today we're going to hopefully talk about that if I can get off of Steve Austin and Kevin Owens Austin is talking about it, it seemed in the interview that he was more driven toward talking or suggesting or for that matter hinting at the fact that he was going to be wrestling at Wrestlemania and it's not that I have a problem with that <coughs> Understand that in my small world, in my small world, my opinion is objectively, in one sense or another, could be considered wrong. And I'm putting wrong in a quotation mark. Because this ties into my book as well, and I promise you that this is not a marketing ploy. But I'm going to talk about this in my book as well. Whenever I was... Whenever I had graduated from high school, and the year before I graduated from high school, whenever I was a senior in high school on spring break, I was told by God and everybody that I was wrong, and I'm putting wrong in quotation marks again, about Kevin Owens. And it started on this app, and this app I'm going to tell you the name of has a toxic community in it known as iFunny Wrestling. And iFunny Wrestling seemed to think that it was funny, or for that matter, that it was cool, that it was um, edgy, if you will, to make fun of me and call me names like autistic or say stuff like, oh, did somebody not get their autograph signed at at the airport? Or, oh, you must be mad because he's a heel and um, he's so good at his job that he just makes you mad. Or, you know, they would come up with petty, nonsensical reasonings and I would give them facts I would give them reasons as to why I don't like Kevin Owens and as to why someone else such as yourself if I had your support if I had a petition to sign to get Kevin Owens out of professional wrestling don't think for one minute that I wouldn't do it if I had a gun in my hand and I'm saying this on basically media that way that if he does get murdered, I want them to look for me. Okay? I want that to be heard. Because I have motive. He has ruined 
professional wrestling. Okay? I hate to come out here and say this and make myself look like the bad guy, but at the same time, I don't care to look like the bad guy whenever it comes to someone who's already bad. And whenever I say bad, I mean terrible. I mean useless. Whenever I'm using these... Because whenever I say bad, I don't mean, oh my god, he's so badass. I wish that I could be like Kevin Owens. That's the one thing in this world that I don't want. I don't want to be like Kevin Owens. And I hope to God that nobody ever uses that voice clip to manipulate me. Or manipulate a clip where I'm saying, quote, I wish I was like, insert name here. Because I'm not going to say it again. Um, you know, because I never wanted to be heard on media. Take it, take this one for example. On my YouTube channel, some dumbass decided it was a good idea. Whenever I was talking about Daniel Bryan and his stupid yes chance, well, I got carried away one time. And on my YouTube channel... The name of the video should be the Daniel Bryan Effect Part 2. It's where I'm basically, I'm wearing an Applebee's shirt because I worked there at the time. And, um, shout out to Applebee's, by the way, but they're not sponsored, so no shout out to Applebee's. Um, hashtag sorry, not sorry. Whenever I was waving my hands up and down like a moron, and then I said, yes, 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 yes. Is that how... And then I was basically mocking Brian, saying, is that how I'm going to get your attention? Is is that what you like to see? Yes. 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 And then I said it a few more times. Yes. 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 And then I said, look at me. I'm a fucking retard. And somebody took that clip and they shortened it down. And they basically kind of... It was just a, a, a GIF or a, um, if not a GIF with sound, because it was like a six second video of me just saying, yes, 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 look at me, I'm a fucking retard. And then after that, it would play again and again and again. And, um, you know, this can be somewhat harmful media, especially seen as though that I wanted to talk about emotional health and how to make it better. And I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot here by letting you, the viewer, you, the listener, know that I have a grudge against someone who I've, one, never met, two, I know almost nothing except for his professional career, you know, about. I don't know whether he, he feeds the homeless. I don't know whether he, he uh, tips his waiter five dollars more i don't know how good and i'm going to once again kevin owens and good don't go in the same sentence so whenever i use these verbs good bad you know whenever i use these these little these little words like that i'm always and i mean this always putting them in like the um the quotations you know i'm always saying that it's it's somewhat gray area here gray area you know but nonetheless like i said it's really going to tie into my book um this episode is um i'm going to try to make sure that everyone understands why it's important to take care of your mental health, to take care of your emotional health, to take care of your um, your physical well-being as well. But, you know, it, it falls in line after you understand what it is that I've learned. And if I can teach you what I've learned in one, maybe two episodes, because I won't be doing a second episode of this until like 12 or 15 episodes down the road. But, because I want to mainly focus on professional wrestling. It bothers me 
that Steve Austin will be stepping into the ring because the the way that he's talking about it, you know, um, that he might be stepping into the ring for a match. I was hoping that it would just be an interview because Kevin Owens was like, oh, I don't have a match. Um, but Steve Austin is hyping it up like it is a match because Kevin Owens lost his last opportunity to have a match to, I don't know how, you know, like money in the bank is supposed to be like right around the corner. It makes no sense now that they would say, Hey, Owens, we're not going to let you be a jobber for money in the bank. Cause we know that you've never won a money in the bank and God forbid you actually climb up a fucking ladder and grab the money in the bank briefcase. We're not going to let that happen. We're going to bring somebody over from NXT, like Tommaso Ciampa, or we're going to change Pete Dunne's name to Butch, and we're going to go ahead and let him beat you, <laughs> because, I mean, you've been here for way too long, what have you won? The United States title? Um, the, the... Didn't you win the NXT championship? Yeah. That kind of fizzled out, didn't it? Yeah, you're, you're mediocre, but we keep you around. That way that you make all of our other stars look good by comparison, like Drew McIntyre. I mean, he looks like a monster compared to you. <laughs> you know, I mean, well, at this point, we're just picking you up off the ground like a, like a, like your fucking gum from someone's shoe. It's my shoe, by the way. He's the gum under my shoe. But nonetheless... Like I said, I'm. it's going to sound like I'm shooting myself in the foot because I hold some resentment toward a certain someone. Well, a certain someones. There's two people, basically. One third of my mission since coming to YouTube, since coming to um, all the socials that I have one third of my mission has been completed believe it or not one third in a percentage 33 and a half percent what hasn't been accomplished 66 percent keep that in mind Nonetheless, what I'd like to do now is switch gears, stop talking about this whole Kevin Owens endeavor, because I'm sure that I could go on all day about Kevin Owens and how wonderful of a person that he is. Just, just, I know that I stopped myself earlier from saying this, I don't know why, but if I had a gun, if I had the means to hold a weapon of any kind and I had air and opportunity beside me from Kevin Owens this is a terroristic threat this is a terroristic promise and for that matter this is a terroristic notice that Kevin Owens would breathe his last breath and his blood would stain my hands I don't care if the FCC is listening. I don't care if the FBI is listening. I don't give two shits who in the hell they think that they are to try to stop me from obtaining this mission. If I had the funds, the means to get there, I'd say I was to read a poster. Kevin Owens going to be at a book signing somewhere. If he was going to be at a book signing somewhere, that'd be his last book signing. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're just going to move on right now. <clears throat> now, spiritual energy comes from both good and bad places. As you all know. A little bit awkward here, but we're just going to move on right past it, okay? I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow if I upload this and get questioned by the FBI. 
I'm not sure why, but just roll with it. Roll with it, you know. I'm not going to edit this part out or anything, even though I don't have any editing software. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Everything is fine. What I mean to say is that spiritual energy can come from good and bad places. Take, for example... Take, for example... Um, and I'm going to change her name. And this might not be her name in the book that I'm writing right now. But I'm going to tell you a story about a girl who I met online. And... We were somewhat friends because we bonded over one thing. Professional wrestling. Professional wrestling. It was everything to us. And for that matter, at one point in my life, this is going to sound hard to believe, especially for some family members who may or may not be listening to this. At one point in my life, though, I couldn't, I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning because I didn't have motivation. I didn't have a drive. I didn't have anything to live up to. And for that matter, I didn't have a role model. That's what some people lack in this life. <clears throat> Much like the Kevin Owens situation. I use all of his... All of his impotence, if you will. All of his shortcomings that I can point out. And I look at him and then I say, I'm not going to be like that. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm everything except that. Pointing to a picture of Kevin Owens, of course... And, um, spiritual energy comes from both good and bad places. So, what you could do is you could take this spiritual energy, and you can feel it. You can honestly feel your own spiritual energy. If you've ever stopped, closed your eyes for more than, like, 30 seconds, for more than, like, a minute and a half, for more than, like, 10 minutes without going to sleep close your eyes don't go to sleep listen to the rhythm of your heartbeat listen to the rhythm of your breathing whenever you do this make sure that you're in a quiet environment a quiet place so that you can listen to the rhythm of your being Every heartbeat, every wind, window of opportunity that you have to um, take a breath and then exhale. This has to be in a consistent manner within 15 to 30 seconds of a time window. And this would be something that you would do on a regular basis. And the more that you do it, let's say that you did it two times a week. The more that you do it, you're going to find that you're going to have an improved quality of life. You're, not, you're no longer going to be doing those fake smiles that you do whenever you pass people and then they ask you, how are you? And then you say, oh, I'm great. Don't lie to yourself and let yourself know that if you have a problem, be honest about it. Be open about it. Be sure that whenever you have these problems, these issues, that you take them head on and you don't try to sweep them under the rug. You don't try to um, hide them or tell yourself that it's going to be okay. Tell yourself that, oh, you know, it'll get better tomorrow, you know. This is stuff that just doesn't get better tomorrow within the snap of a finger. 
<clears throat> this is something that you can improve yourself. And it's as easy as being alone by yourself, closing your eyes, if you need to set Indian style. I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel. If you don't want to look at it, then that's fine. That's great. Wonderful. Once again, spiritual energy comes from both good and bad places. If it's coming from a bad place in your life, you can do a lot to change it. You can do a lot to stop it. And you're more in control than you think. You might not be able to change everything. I'm not going to make the promise that you can change everything. Had that been the case, you know, I'd been meditating for quite some time. Kevin Owens wouldn't exist. Out of the 10,000 sperm that his mom and dad chose to make, they made a mistake. And I'm here to correct that mistake, okay? If I was a mistake, then that's even more of a... If I was a mistake, then that's even more of an opportunity for this mistake to correct that mistake and make sure that the biggest mistake in professional wrestling doesn't exist. If that makes sense. Because it, it should. Because I'm the one that said it. <clears throat> but nonetheless, what I mean to say, and I'm, I'm trying to tie it into this book, and I'm trying to tell you this girl's story. I promise you that I am. Um, I'm, I'm trying to tell you how I helped her. <clears throat> we met on this app called iFunny. As I aforementioned, iFunny is full of bullies, immature dumbasses, and people who seem to think that it's funny to pick on someone because they m might think a different way. And here's the irony. Here's the icing on the cake for for that like i said me and her shared a few um common things you know one of those being kevin owens we both didn't like him i feel as though that i didn't like him or i hated him more than you know life itself if I could hate life any more than what I did whenever I was 11, 12, 13 years old and had no role models, as I previously mentioned. Nonetheless, what I mean to say is that she, she had traumas in her life and she was greatly affected by them. So whenever it came down to it and... There were a few people who were her friend, and I chose to stick around, and I, me and her got to know each other a little bit, and she, she and I resonated with each other on one other subject that we touched on, the fact that she was a victim of sexual assault, and she didn't know how to move past it. She didn't know what to do. She didn't know who she was. Because every day, she couldn't look herself in the mirror and think that she was a bright, happy, young girl. For whatever reason, she seen a victim. And she just couldn't see herself as confident. She just couldn't look herself in the mirror and smile there was nothing but pain for her because from the time that she was five years old until she was 16 and a half, almost 17 years old, she was sexually assaulted by someone who claimed to, quote, love her. And that's... That's something that is awful, that is tremendously hard to hear when she shared her story. I thought that I would give her a name, but it's not important. Or tell you a different location than where she told me 
that she was from when she shared her story with me. I felt inclined to open up to her as well. Because that's how conversation and communication, for that matter, works with a partner. So I told her what I'm going to tell all of you in the book that I'm writing. What happened to me whenever I was maybe six or seven years old. I remember that I was living in an apartment for oh, with my mom. Um, and I was missing a lot of school. Matter of fact, I missed 88 days of school. And the school year... I don't know about back then, but I do know that right now is 180 days. If they haven't changed that, 88 days out of 180, I practically missed over half of the entire school year. 180, so let's think, uh, 90 plus 90, I missed 88, so yeah, I almost missed half of the actual school year so much so that I was held back in kindergarten and I didn't graduate until I was 19 years old but nonetheless what I mean to say is I shared with her something and I feel as though that it brought us closer even though I myself can never I feel like her traumas were much bigger than mine <clears throat> I feel like her traumas were that of exponentially bigger than my traumas that I could ever hope to um, capture and bottle into a jar. Those emotions that she felt haunted her every day. It changed who she trusted. It changed a lot, you know, of things. I feel as though that she had trouble trusting me as well and the problem there was another problem too is the fact that I feel as though that I triggered her once or twice for instance one time she told me that she was cleaning her room and I wasn't thinking about it at the time but I decided it was a good idea to while she was cleaning her room to send her a meme and I sent her one and I I probably sent her two, but the first one was like a Joe Dirt looking guy, and he had like a piece of hay in his mouth, and I guess it's supposed to make fun of people from Alabama, <coughs> or some other country, you know, like Oklahoma, but he had like a piece of hay straw in his mouth and then it said um something along the lines of my sister told me that I fuck just like dad and I told her, that's funny, mom said the same thing, so it's kind of like it's supposed to be funny because um, his sister told her, or his sister told him while they were having sex that um, he fucks just like her, her father, and then he said, well that's funny because mom said the same thing. So it's, for a sexual assault victim, I'm going to imagine that that wasn't the best um, meme that I could send, but it made her laugh. At least she typed LOL, you know, so I like to think, laugh out loud, and then she also promptly told me he looks like Joe Dirt, which he kind of did, because <clears throat> he had the mullet in his back. It's it's not important. Um, and then the next one that I sent her was, if you spell the word stud, it's spelled S-T-U-D, right? Keep that in mind. Um, the next one that I sent her was something along the lines of, I put the S-T-D in stud, now all I need is a U. 
And I remember right then and there, after sending that second one, it struck me like lightning out of the sky. Holy crap. I shouldn't send these to her. And it was one of those darling things where it just hit me right then and there. And I should have known better. <laughs> and I think it, I think it triggered her. And she promptly told me about it. She didn't like cuss me out or anything. Um, but we spent like 30 minutes right after she said that she was cleaning her room, um, or cleaning her apartment or whatever it was, and she was, uh, talking to me, but that wasn't, like, I, somehow I jumped from one story to the next, like I said, I was missing 88 days of school, and I had to, uh, do kindergarten again, and my trauma can't live up to her trauma, but my trauma was basically, I had starved to death, almost, for years. Whenever I was eight years old, I weighed 50 pounds. I'm not sure whether an eight-year-old is supposed to weigh 50 pounds or not. I was probably seven or eight. It wasn't that I had an eating disorder or anything of that nature. It's just the fact that I, I wasn't eating because whenever I would come out of my room, my mom would tell me to stay in there. I wasn't allowed out of my room except during the daytime. You know, usually I'd go to sleep at like 6, 7 o'clock. Because, you know, I'm 9, 8 years old, 7 years old. So, I had to go to sleep. And my mom was bad off on drugs. I'm not sure which drugs it was, but um, she was really bad off on something, whether it's codeine, cocaine, you know, um, methamphetamines or anything like that. Um, the, the point is, is that it's something that I had to deal with, you know, and these traumas, these traumas are something that is, it is hard to get past with the help of meditation. I have learned, I won't say to forgive, and I won't say to forget, because obviously I haven't forgotten anything. As a matter of fact, it brings back memories from time to time that I didn't even know that I had. And on a few occasions, it's actually brought me to a place Back in time, when my grandma was alive, and I was an unruly little brat. And the point, of course, is that I was throwing a temper tantrum. And part of this temper tantrum, I kept, and I had this wooden door for a bedroom door it was very i won't say heavy but whenever you shut it you could hear it basically like slam so i would open it and then i would shut it and then i would open it and then i would shut it and then i would open it and guess what i would do again shut it and then you would just hear this bam 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 like uh bam bam from the Flintstones. And my grandma couldn't, she couldn't handle that, you know? 
and like I said, I was an unruly child for whatever reason. It brought me to that place. It brought me back to me being a child and doing that to her, almost as if I was a ghost watching myself do that. A lot of you are probably confused, probably wondering where this story came from, how we got to this point 40 minutes in, and I'm still not talking about mental health, even though I kind of am. How we went off the rails with this this girl's story. The point is that I'm I'm struggling to find my words because I never meant to hurt them like that. My grandparents, I never once meant to hurt them like that because they were nothing but good to me. And I I wish I could say that I was sorry. A small part of me still holds resentment toward myself because I never I never looked at them and said that I was sorry. And I've tried everything in my power. Like I said, you are in more control than you think. Because whenever I was seven and a half years old, I used to wish my grandpa dead, and I probably did it 40 or 50 times. Until one night before I went to sleep. I basically put the final nail in his coffin. Whenever I said, I wish my grandpa would just die. Whenever I said that, that I wished that he would die. The following morning, I got my wish come true. Now, it was brought to my attention years later. Years later, it was brought to my attention that... Years later, it was brought to my attention that um, in the Bible, it says never go to sleep with anger. It's, it's something like that. Never go to sleep angry, you know. Never let the sun set with your emotions. Like, you want to be able to clear things up with people and, you know, stuff of that nature. Um... I don't I don't know how how else to say it but I feel responsible for manifesting my grandfather's death. You want to be careful with how you use this, with how you use um the spiritual energy that you might get from doing these techniques. And like I said I'm going to now give you guys a YouTube channel. I do apologize that it's taken me this long to, because earlier I said that my mind is basically trying to grab ideas and trying to grab all these all these um, thoughts from, from which I've already put into the book and from which that I'm going to put into the book a little bit more. I promise you that this is not a marketing ploy for me to sell more copies of my book because my audience is seven or eight people. So... Seven or eight people buy this book, um, or download it on their phones, rather. It's, you know, it's not going to hurt my feelings, whether it's seven people, eight people, nine, zero, you know? If this book goes undiscovered for two, three, four, five, ten, twelve, eighteen, twenty-five years, if I die before anybody reads this damn book, it's not going to matter. What does matter is the emotional traumas, the mental health issues that you may or may not suffer from, and for that matter, some of the some of the issues that you might face on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Some people don't want to go to work in the morning, which is understandable. You just got to take a deep breath, close your eyes, and ever so often do that throughout your day. Take a deep breath, close your eyes. You'll notice that the stress just melts away, that the stress that you felt at the beginning of the day, two, three, four hours later, promptly just seems to just snap and go away. There's nothing more refreshing than seeing your stress just be lifted off of you. I do apologize for the big pauses that I keep taking. I'm not trying to be dramatic or anything. But it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to find my words. Usually I have a notepad in front of me and I'm screaming basically saying something along the lines of this match was off the walls it was balls to the walls but i'm i'm not talking about wrestling even though i i have talked about it in this mental health chat nonetheless it's it's about finding the center it's about finding not the center, see? So, so we're not talking about the Bible anymore. Like, you're a sinner, you need to repent. That's not what it's about. It's about opening your mind. This is going to probably blow a lot of your all's minds, but um, believe it or not, on an episode of To Catch a Predator with Chris Hansen, they found a rabbi coming to their sting house, and the rabbi actually ratted out. He, he kind of told not only on himself, but also on other networks of rabbis who had been um, soliciting child lewd I, I don't know if I'll get flagged for saying the word I mean I already made like a I already made like a death threat kind of light death threat I mean don't take it seriously because odds are I'm never going to be able to find Kevin Owens in an open field somewhere where I actually have an opportunity to bludgeon him with a weapon but the point is The point is that they found a few rabbi networks of people who had already had and distributed the harmful matter of children <clears throat> to other rabbis. And they called about 16 or 17, maybe more, rabbis according to the article that I'd read. And the weird part about that is that if you know anything about, like, people of God or holiness or anything of that nature, it's that it's supposed to be tied into your spiritual health, your spiritual wellness. people who shouldn't be doing that type of stuff. The ironic part, and don't worry, this is kind of funny, kind of not, it might make you cringe a little bit, is that there are people known as Satanists who don't even do that. Now, for those of you wondering, a Satanist is different than a, demon, than a devil worshiper, um, on many different levels, but I'll let you do your own research. A Satanist keeps an open mind and also follows their own Ten Commandments. A devil worshiper, on the other hand, I guess, drinks the blood of the Lamb, uh, commits as many sins as possible, and for that matter, doesn't give a damn about anybody but themselves because they're narcissistic. But other than that, 
back to this girl's story, and I really don't know what else to say in order to wrap that up, so she was hurt, I was hurt, so we got to know each other a little bit better, and I also figured out that she herself, she doesn't fancy Kevin Owens, although I feel like I didn't like Kevin Owens a lot more than what she says that she didn't like Kevin Owens. And I haven't talked to her since August of 2019. And I always made the joke that if I had a podcast, I would want to make her a guest or a co-host. Believe it or not, from the platform that I do this on, I can actually assign co-hosts. So, had that been the case, and if you have a microphone of your own, and are as passionate about professional wrestling as I am, perhaps we could have a chat. That way that it frees up my schedule a little bit, I get a team of people together, maybe, and then maybe Thursdays I can do this show, even though it's Friday today and this is going up on Saturday, not my point. If Thursdays I can do this show, and then Saturday they can do their show, and then Monday, dumbass over here can do his show, and then we can promptly um, split the bill and pay for more uh, time. For those of you who don't know, I pay $18 a month for six hours of content so that I can upload it. I can upload up to six hours of content. Because there's four weeks in a month. So it's extremely difficult to plan out episodes unless, of course, you know what your episode itinerary is. And me, I kind of make it up as I go. Like, this was not a last-minute decision. I knew that I wanted to make this episode um, three days prior to making this episode. I feel like I'm just rambling at this point, but... At the same time, I've already gotten everything out of the way, and I'm about to hit the hour mark anyway. And I don't know what else to say other than I implore you. I'm here to help you. My socials, my social medias, on Twitter at P1 underscore Styles X. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's my old one. Holy crap. That one got banned thanks to Kevin Owens. See, he's kind of the center of all the bad energy in my life. And if I had the means to, honestly, I should have wished him dead instead of my grandfather. But if I had the air and opportunity, I'll say it again, he wouldn't be living. Nonetheless, I'm not going to make it my mission to kill anybody, to hurt anybody, or for that matter, I will not be held accountable for anyone who takes it upon themselves to do something to someone Related, affiliated, or for that matter, the person in interest himself. Because I didn't put you up to it. Okay? So if something were to happen, and then you were to point to this and then say, Hey, he he put me up to it. We had an agreement. No, we didn't. We didn't. If you're trying to frame me for anything that you are doing, You are doing wrong. Nonetheless, on my YouTube channel, I talk about spiritual, mental wellness, as well as we also do creepypastas. I don't know if I'm going to do a creepypasta or two on this, um, or on these episodes, rather. Um, I'm not really quite sure how I would set that up or what I would do in order to 
organize a creepypasta episode. It doesn't really tie into the whole wrestling thing, you know. At the same time, neither does mental health. But, I mean, it kind of does, because if you think about it, Randy Orton was crazy. He heard voices in his head. They counsel him. They understand. They talk to him. Um, AJ Lee was considered crazy, and by one means or another, not my words. So I'm going to tell you guys what a certain YouTuber said about AJ Lee. He said that she was, quote, unfuckable. Not really sure what that means, but okay. I mean, if I seen her out. If, if I had the, um... Okay, so if she came on to me, <laughs> it's what I should say. <laughs> you know. Oh, here's the hoping, though. AJ Lee, right? April Jean Lee. Woo! Um, but nonetheless, you know, I could talk about crazy people in professional wrestling. I could probably make a whole YouTube video about it, because there's been a lot of them. There was Dean Ambrose who we've talked about before in the Chicago street fight, street fight, rather, um, Ambrose, who, um, um, he's called the lunatic fringe for whatever reason. And I went on Google and typed in lunatic, lunatic fringe and found a, um, I must've spelled fringe wrong because I must've spelled fridge because I found an, a picture of a refrigerator with hair, much like Dean Ambrose's, and it had D.A. written, like, right on the, the, um, right almost to where the handle was of the refrigerator, and D.A., I guess, stands for Dean Ambrose, but it was, like, his old t-shirt design. I guess just to close this out, let's talk more about you know, wrestling, Luke Harper, and for that matter, Bray Wyatt, especially Bray Wyatt, was considered crazy for a long time, because Bray Wyatt um, was a cult leader who, for whatever fucking reason, lived in the swamp. I guess he's Shrek now. Somebody once told me... <laughs> uh, he was a cult leader, though, and even more scary or more creepy or um more acidonly crazier than that if you want to even get crazier than that <clears throat> was our truth or or the fiend gimmick must have been crazier than that our truth is a fucking gem, okay? He comes out, and I mean, he's like a diamond, okay? He comes out, and then he's got this, this persona, where he, he's crazy, and then he's supposed to be entering into a ladder match, um, and the funniest part of the entire promo is where he comes out, and then he basically says that, um, they they better not have no spiders in that briefcase, he said, because is if they do, he said he said, I got ratnophobia and he said if there's spiders in those briefcases, he said, the grease gonna hit the pan <laughs> So I don't know what it means when quote the grease hits the pan, but I would love to see it. I would love to see the grease hit the pan. <laughs> that's that's true crazy. And it's in its own right. I'm not sure how we got to uh, mental health to being crazy. You know, I guess you have to be crazy in order to have some sort of mental health problem or what have you. Nonetheless, this is clearly not a marketing ploy to sell any or inflate rather, any copies of a book that may or may not be coming out within the next month or so, or three months, two, three months, you know, because I don't want to give myself a timeline. You know, 90 days sounds kind of uh, 
It sounds like something that I can work with. Also, I have something very important to tell my audience right now. And it's, uh, 